Greetings, Amigops, and Top Tenners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our very uh, darkly uh, sort of shaded this week co-host. I can't really see him. He's in the shadows. Kyle. He's looking. He's got a nice little eager smile on his face. He's ready to pod. He is joined by two equally smiling and ready to pod faces who I, who, whom I will allow to introduce themselves. That was a cumbersome sentence. Uh, shortly, uh, they're going to talk about some stuff. I really hope we're not re-ranking because Kyle and I, after 200 episodes, have realized re-ranking sucks. It's not an additive part of the formula. We realized that too late in the life's evolution in the show's evolution. It is what it is, but we're going to talk about some stuff with these people. Uh, so, people, who are you? All right. Thank you, Michael, for that fantastic introduction. Uh, without further ado, it's been a few weeks since I've seen you, and it's been even longer <laughs> since I've seen these two because, well, they'll tell you in a second. Dylan and Tatum, what's going on? Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Good Hi. to be back on the pod. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're actually here to talk about uh, a little trip, actually a, a big trip that we went on, uh, just recently. Um, it's actually, um, so my, for, well, we're going to start off with a few shout outs before we get started here. And probably the most important one is my company, um, which doesn't, doesn't often happen where you shout out your employer. Uh, but I think they deserve one here. So my company, Arco Murray, uh, every five years you work for them, they give you a uh, four-week sabbatical. So, um, and I've explained this to you, but for the that plethora of listeners that, that listen in, um, every uh, every five years, they give you a four-week uh, consecutive week paid vacation with a little step and go travel anywhere you want. Um, so this year was year six for me. We Can were, we were pause on that, Dill? I want to say yeah. that a special thanks has to be for them for actually encouraging and making you feel like you could do it absolutely yes e- everyone's excited about it i mean my my boss my boss's boss came into my office um, both before and after asked me what i was doing we're super excited about what we ended up doing yeah. so um it's it's really encouraged and celebrated that you actually take this it's not it's not a uh like a perk that they just assume that you're not going to take yeah so definitely a big shout out there our second shout out goes to uh, the Toyota Rav Four. So um, <laughs> sponsor us, please. My, yeah, they'd be a great sponsor. Um, <laughs> as a bit of history, the Snyder family drives a fleet of Rav Fours. But uh, when we arrived in the second country, we traveled to Ireland. We uh, had rented a Rav Four, incredible, and it was nice, easy driving. It was significantly better than the Mercedes that was very tiny that we drove around Scotland. So. Uh, yeah, you, you, hear, you hear Mercedes. This is this was like a. I mean, Mercedes are everywhere over there, and it's like it was this tiny hatchback, and it felt like we were driving in a go kart and a sidecar. That's yeah, a legit so. European thing, like that you can't forget. Is Mercedes is not the same thing there as it is here. Oh no, yeah, it was like a go kart yeah. about a foot off the ground. So when we finally <laughs> felt comfortable in Ireland, it was just a nice relief. <laughs> um, and then our last shout out is to two other podcasts for those avid podcast listeners. Um, one is Stories of Scotland, and then the other one is Shite Talk, an Irish history podcast. And these were what we listened to while we drove around the the Highlands. So highly recommend. Shite Talk is kind of like an Irish um, dollop. It's these uh, these two history guys slash comedians that kind of talk about Irish history. And they've all got the, the Irish accents and slang, and it's 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 really funny. It's There's hilarious. a specific episode about 
Tato's, the potato chip, and its history that I really enjoyed. Um, and then Stories of Scotland is two women in Scotland. One's an anthropologist and one's just into folklore. And they go through a lot of like Scottish folklore. It's incredible. Also, what a yeah. great idea. I feel like I've maybe in passing thought, oh, I should try to find a local podcast. Maybe. But if I did, I didn't follow through with it. And like, <laughs> if like if if I were somewhere and had the fleeting thought to do something like this, I definitely didn't follow through with that. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, it was good for a road trip. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I also think a shout out goes to Dylan for working five years at the same company, and by all accounts, as somebody who doesn't work there, everything I can tell, doing so extremely successfully and well, and with all your heart. Like you oh, have some not years are better than others. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say like most years have seemed pretty, pretty well done and pretty hard earned. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, the hashtag millennial life staying at a company for, for six years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for That's working. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we're basically going to go through uh, we made a list of 10 10 places, specific things that we did um, that we liked the most on our trip. We, we enjoyed the whole time. I mean, it, it, it was a four week sabbatical. I, I was over there for three weeks. Um, Tatum was over there for two. Um, unfortunately, she had to go back to work, but uh, my parents came out for that final week as well. So, um, and we kind of alluded to earlier, we went to Scotland for about eight days and then I was in Ireland for the rest of the time. You were there for about five days, mm -hmm. I think. So, um, so we're just going to kind of go through specific things we did, places we went to, tell you a little bit about it. Um, and then we, we also played a ton of golf over there. We're not going to mix it into the main top 10, but instead of doing an honorable mentions, we're just going to talk through, we're going to rank the golf courses that we played. Ooh, I love it. Like that. I also want to share, I've, I may have mentioned this to you, but I was talking to Caroline about this and she was following all your stuff. And I think like anybody who has, who cares about the people doing it, you can understand that they're having fun regardless of what your tastes are. And she looks and she goes, I can't imagine anything I would have less fun doing than <laughs> golfing, going to distilleries and seeing churches. She's like, I can't imagine a worse four weeks for myself, but God, I'm so happy for them. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. Yeah, she's like that's. I mean, to be fair, if I could imagine Caroline with that much time off, she wouldn't leave. I, post COVID is different because, like, the I stay at home all the time fantasy is dead now because you do it and it's horrible. But I think probably pre COVID, it would have been her just eating spaghetti for every meal in her pajamas at home. <laughs> actually, sounds amazing. It doesn't sound horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but the golf thing just made me think of that. I don't know if I mentioned it to you yet, but she was just like, no. oh my God, I'm just, they are just doing their thing. <laughs> I did get a few comments from friends like you two are retired already. Yep. And coworkers asking me if I actually like golf or is this just something oh, that I was doing How dare they? <laughs> well, yeah, my, my boss's boss came into my office yesterday and said, I don't, I don't really know your wife very well, but she's gone way up in my book after letting you take that trip. Yeah. I said, she wanted to do it just as much as I did. It's so. not more. So it was great. <laughs> I do feel <laughs> like there's a legitimate, there's a legitimate element of like the, the, and I'm sure that everybody was being good natured in it, but it is an interesting generational thing where 
the baseline assumptions of older people about what men enjoy and what women enjoy and how I feel like in work settings, there's always such an opportunity to just play into like antiquated gender stereotypes for a cheap laugh. And I find yeah. it interesting when the opportunity presents itself for people to be like, pull back the curtain and be like, oh, that's what your relationship is really like. I always feel like it brings your closeness with your coworkers up a level when they're like, oh, I, I actually see what's going on. I'm like, oh, I, I now know something about Tatum. Like she actually does like golf and you always have the option to play for cheap off. Like, oh, you know, the ladies or like, <laughs> no, no, she's like an incredible golfer and loves it. And we have a blast. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Um, all right. Is there anything else that we wanted to, that's yeah. better. You want to dive in? Yeah. All right. So we're going to alternate for the most part, uh, going through, it's not a draft. We already kind of <laughs> reviewed this beforehand. So that would be something. <laughs> be too much. <laughs> um, but, uh, all right, I'll start at 10. Uh, so number 10 is our day, roughly day and a half in Cork, um, and the Blarney castle and garden area. Um, so I only went there with my parents. This is after Tatum had went home. Um, Cork is Cork is actually Ireland's second largest city. Um, it's kind of more it's that. it's kind of more inland. There is a there is like a waterway to get in there, but it walking around it it had kind of a a main area, main square, main road, but that was about it. It didn't have it wasn't a huge huge city by like second largest city standards, <laughs> but it was it was absolutely stunning. Um, Oh, there's, a, there's a cat behind you there, Mike. Mike oh, yeah, holy there. shit, there is. I had no idea. <laughs> I was um, too busy Googling cork. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there, it, it was absolutely beautiful. It was a very Irish city. Um, so we, we got there. We got there um, kind of late one one afternoon right after dropping Tatum off. Uh, we did a so Jameson's like main distillery is just outside of Cork. Uh, so we toured that. They apparently distill like, most of the Irish whiskey that you'll have ever had outside of like Tullamore and Bushmills. If you ever had like Green Spot or Red Breast or anything like that, if you haven't, you'll you'll probably see it in bars occasionally. It was it was awesome. Um, my parents are not whiskey drinkers whatsoever. Your mom for uh, sure is. I don't know about your dad, but <laughs> oh, we have news. She is a huge fan of uh, Jameson ginger and limes. So <laughs> that's a delicious drink. But wow, she's got a new cocktail. <laughs> Incredible. In a in a um, bottle. It, yeah, in, in a bottle. Always in a bottle. <laughs> So, so that was the fun. It was actually my dad's um, 60th birthday, uh, the the second day we were in Cork, the day we went to the Blarney Castle. And funny enough, the, the one night we were there, we went to a pub for dinner and at the table next to us, it was empty, but there was a, you know, those like year, uh, like birthday balloons, like mm-hmm. the numbers, there was a 60, like at the table next, the table was empty. Apparently it was from some birthday dinner that they had the day before and the the balloons were just there. So he got a nice photo with sixty. And some part of him was like, "I thought that was for me." Yeah, yeah. this is like a really you guys weird surprise. Have. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, no surprise was planned. Yeah, no, no surprises. <laughs> um, but then the next day, we we went up to this bell tower that overlooked pretty much the entire county. It was amazing views. And then we went over to the uh, the Blarney Castle, kissed the Blarney Stone. That was my mom's like number one thing she wanted to do. I was going to um, say that was my favorite picture from the trip. Yeah, my mom kissing the party yep. stuff. Yeah, my mom's super Irish. Has she been to Ireland before? First time, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so Matt, the Sullivans are from the Cork area. 
Okay. Mm. That's right. <laughs> That's so, where I always we say my ancestors. family's from because it's fun to say Cork, but I have no idea. I have literally, <laughs> no, they could be from anywhere, but I like, Cork is a place I know, but I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. I, I don't know a ton about yeah. it either, even after being there for about a day, but <laughs> uh, I just know it's really, really nice. It's a true kind of Irish feeling city and the Blarney grounds are huge. I mean, it, you could spend like half a day there and be like fully entertained. So it was, uh, it was really surprising. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, so that's, that's Cork and, and Blarney. Um, Tatum, you want to take away number nine? Yeah. So number nine is Lindor's Abbey which is a distillery that we stopped at on our way from Edinburgh to Inverness in Scotland. Um, The reason I just got up was we brewed um, our own whiskey there. So we did an apothecary experience. I guess brewed. No, we just like mixed it together. Um, An apothecary experience where we learned about the monks that started Lindor's Abbey and their original whiskey, which was called Aquavitae. Um, which we have these like little bottles and we got to taste test all these things and make our own um, tinctures. (laughs) (laughs) And so mine was more sweet and Dylan's was more spicy. Um, So aptly named the spicy Italian and the sweet potato. (laughs) (laughs) We will eventually drink these one day, but (laughs) we have two little bottles from there. Um, And it was a beautiful grounds with a lot of history and a good place. So this was like, really early in the trip a good place to like dip our feet into whiskey tasting in scotland dip our toes yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) how does that work so is the whiskey like because i know typically you age whiskey so has this whiskey been aged or do you have to wait like 20 years before you drink it so this isn't more of a spirit it's more of a spirit than a true whiskey this is what the the monks were making before they learned about aging uh, uh, wait, I'm so sorry. What is a, a spirit versus a whiskey? What like it's just like a flavored alcohol. I gotta be honest. I don't. I wouldn't know what to call it. <laughs> <laughs> so when um, it's a malt spirit with herbs and spices. <laughs> when <laughs> it's alcohol. When you start yeah. to make whiskey or or vodka or anything like that, you'll basically make. Do you remember the clear uh, whiskey yes. that we had at Quinn's? Yes. Vividly, right. actually, because so, it could yes, have Because it tasted terrible. Yeah. Exactly. Horrible, yes. <laughs> so that's that's what that starts at. Okay. And then what the monks used to do, and I guess what they did here, it's they essentially like put a bunch of spices or yeah. flavors basically mm-hmm. in like a tea bag. Yeah. And have it steep in that that liquor or spirit or that really clear, disgusting tasting whiskey. And it stays in there for I don't know, I forget how long yeah. the amount of time is. But then like they play around with different flavors. They'll like do uh there was like a, a mango one or like an espresso one i think there was too yeah, so is the missing element the barrel is that the old is that like to they, go from spirit to whiskey you've got and you don't distill it right i don't remember okay. i think you distill it depend if it's irish whiskey it's distilled three times and if it's scotch it was distilled twice i don't know about that but yeah there's no aging and then yeah, and then anytime I think whiskey, it has to age in a barrel for at least three years before it can legally be called whiskey. So this isn't true whiskey. This is what the monks would have been drinking. Okay. In the early years. Well, that's actually cooler because I I like yeah, even if it's not actually true, I would tell myself a story that like, you know, some monk accidentally made this 
and that's yeah. what got us whiskey. Like it I f- is. That's a- that's actually what happened. Mm-hmm. They started to like learn more about what they were calling aquavitae, and it eventually becomes whiskey. Um, and the name aquavitae has something to do with whiskey, but I forget the translation. I gotta think we got <laughs> a guy here friends. who would know. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, uh, well, this means like the water of life, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was like where we learned a lot of history about where whiskey came from and the obvious parts of a tour, of like how they make it. But mm-hmm. the cool part was getting to like taste this. It was just the two of us and the guide mixing little like herbs and stuff and um, getting to make our own creation. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was really cool. When you drink it, will you drink it straight or is it supposed to be like... I would drink this straight, uh, yeah. I don't think you would need to put anything in it, but you maybe could put, like, a little ginger ale or, like, a Sprite if you wanted. Do you have plans to drink it yet? He did make a cocktail with it. We don't have plans. The guy did make a cocktail with something similar. Um, I don't know. Anytime. It'd be good in a mule, actually. <laughs> that would that does seem fun with a mule. My aunt does one with cranberries in it. That's really nice. Mm. That feels like, yes. depending on what the I infusion is, that would be nice with cranberries. Yeah. Well, you could try it. Oh, and you could do one spicy, one sweet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys should have like a special occasion for it. I don't know, like an an a special anniversary or something, or maybe yeah. you like sneak it in your bags if you go back someday. And then you drink yeah. it there. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. Make we it special. We also brought home a lot of other whiskey slash scotch. So there's a lot of like occasions ahead. <laughs> there are though. There are. Yes. Yes, there are. That's true. <laughs> number eight. So moving to eight. Uh, number eight is a bit of a combination. It's um, our time in Edinburgh and North Berwick. Um, I'll start with North Berwick first. So we... We landed, landed in Dublin, had a quick layover, went to Edinburgh, um, basically dropped our bags off, grabbed a quick bite to eat, and then went over to North Berwick, which is the town where our first golf course was. Mm -hmm. Um, But we did take a little bit of time to kind of walk around the town because we got there super early. It's this really small seaside town. Um, It's got, it's got kind of like a main street with a couple shops. There are a bunch of School kids, the lads were just out, just like hanging around, having a crack. Um, <laughs> An A crack. Oh my god. A crack, not the crack. There's a church. There's a graveyard for Caroline. Um, of course. Oh yes. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's more her style. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we just kind of walked around. Um, it really cool, like beach seaside area. And we'll talk about the golf course a little bit more. But it was kind of our first day in in Scotland and. Uh, just kind of the sea breeze kind of helped stave off some jet lag that yeah. I was definitely feeling. So those first really- days of a big trip are always, I find more memorable than you expect because you're kind of physically miserable, but <laughs> yes. it's like, it's sort of the, like it's the beginning of the adventure. Like I remember going to Iceland with Caroline and I was wearing work clothes because like <laughs> oh, I had, a, I don't know. I just didn't plan well. <laughs> and I ended up in them all day and she fell asleep in the car and I was like, smacking her to wake her up because she, you know like you're not supposed to fall asleep at noon and like we didn't do anything but it's like the most memorable day of that trip so i yeah. feel like there's always a fun like that's your first day like oh we're here yeah oh i completely agree yeah dylan got hit with the jet lag a little bit 
I feel like my call schedule has prepared me. I was like, well, let's go. And just like full energy. <laughs> 100%. You were way better equipped than I was to handle that. Where is Edinburgh relative to Dublin? It's north and then east, okay. I guess. Um, but on the coast? It's on It's on the east coast of Scotland. All right. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's probably north, almost fully north of all of Ireland. Like that's how that's how far north Scotland. Yeah, it, it, it is. I'm pretty sure it's like above the neck. Okay. Yes. Scotland. That's right. Uh, okay. Um. So that was great. We'll talk about the golf one a little bit, but then Edinburgh. We spent um one full day in Edinburgh, um, but three nights because we went we golfed the one day Edinburgh one day, and then we did St Andrews, which we'll talk about later. Um. But Edinburgh was was a ton of fun. Um, it, it's it's one of um, I guess one of the UK's largest cities. I think it's a top ten largest city. There were certainly areas that felt like a major city, areas that felt kind of uh, historic, and then others that felt a little bit smaller. We toured the uh, the Edinburgh Castle, which was really really impressive. Um, Super Mike, old. Have, have you been there? It's one of my favorite places that I went in uh, while studying abroad. It was so cool. I would, and I, I, yeah. I don't know why foolishly had low expectations or no expectations. Didn't know what I was in for, and totally yeah. surpassed. Had a total blast. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's it's up at the highest point in the city, or close to the highest yeah. point in the city. So you could see four miles basically across most of um, that area of Scotland. That view least. specifically is like burned in my brain. It's so yeah. neat. Yeah, you got the Firth in the distance, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's just stunning. Um, then we did, uh, a, hit the, the Harry Potter spots as well. Unfortunately, the, um, the, the elephant, elephant house, elephant room, what's the cafe called? The elephant, I, yeah, the cafe was house. under construction. They had a fire, like, not that long before, um, but they were renovating the fire it. or what? No. We're talking about here. <laughs> there are no goblets, mm. so... <laughs> Um, but we did get to see it. We went through the graveyard, saw um, Tom Riddle's grave um, and the Potter grave, uh, Moody's grave. So it was McGonagall. McGonagall too. That was fun because you can Google where all the graves are, but we didn't do that until the very end where we were like losing hope. But we like walked around and read all the graves. <laughs> just a little weird, but also like, yeah. you can find all the names and you just kind of picture J.K. Rowling doing that. And you're like, why this name? Like it's not standing out on the headstone yeah yeah it's it's like one of many i felt the same way the cool thing about that city for my specific brand of nerddom was that it was the double whammy of that and sir arthur conan doyle like you walk around and you're like yep that's that yep that's that it's just so fun yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yep and then what else did we do? So yeah, we we had we had a really good dinner that night. Um, the restaurant called Noto. It's it's kind of like a restaurant you'd have in Chicago, but it had kind of a Scottish themed uh, menu. The food was fantastic. And then there was this um, this pub down the street from where we were staying that we went to two of the three nights. And the last night we were there, uh, we sat down and just Tatum and I started talking. And then the, this older couple next to us. Uh, turned to us and said, are those are those American accents we hear? And we ended up sitting there and then talking with them and then two of their family members for like two and a half hours. We closed the place down. Uh, it was it was awesome. We just we Good just chatted about you. Life, life in America, life in England or in uh, Scotland. And um, they weren't Americans. They no, were, they, they were they from were Scotland. Scotland. Oh. So I can understand maybe every 
third word. <laughs> That's where I really came to appreciate the accent because the the husband was from Edinburgh and it was the Scottish accent we've been hearing the whole time. And then the wife was from Glasgow and they talked so much faster and we really couldn't understand her because <laughs> it was so fast. And they're more and like the nasally, right? Them, yeah, yeah. And so she was like trying to slow down because the couple that was with them was all from America too. And they had just retired and decided to like travel for their retirement. So they had no like assets. They just traveled every three months to a new spot. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, crazy. We yeah. had a lot of questions for them, but um, it was a really interesting conversation. That's so yeah. cool. That's like, that's, that, that's exactly the like, the dream of that's travel. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> that's you guys it, yeah, doing it, it right. I, I remember getting back to our, uh, B&B and looking at each other and be like, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. I would never expect us to actually talk with locals for any extended period of time, but I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I also got a, I got a, a pretty sweet bow tie while I was there too. So you'll see it. At <laughs> I'm sure that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's just a throw soon. in like at a the end. Bow tie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> some capital letters. That's just a bow on top. <laughs> oh, gross. Thanks, uh, Dylan. Oh, gosh. We're only at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was eight. So number seven is a ne- uh, another major city, Dublin. Um, so we went to Dublin second week. Yes. Yeah. And we were there for a night by ourselves. And then the Scarbo- or the, Dylan's parents um, flew in and joined us. And it was a really good time. So I have studied abroad in Dublin and worked there. So I put together a tour, a two-day tour. That hit all the hot spots. Had you had um, the chance to tour people before? Like, had you ever had visitors no. who? You, that's really cool. Wait, no, I had. My uncle Dan visited mm-hmm. when my second summer, and we spent like one day going to basically pubs and like Guinness tour. Um, mm-hmm. So this was fun to show some of the history that I had studied and seen, um, and to do it with a little bit. More money than a college student. <laughs> so, some money. Yeah. yeah. Like, to eat in a restaurant was pretty cool. Um, no bread and pesto. Hadn't done that before. Uh, <laughs> so, the things that, like, really stood up to us as we were talking about it and, like, what Dylan enjoyed doing, too, were the Guinness tour. Everyone does it when they go there for a reason. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and then at the top, because now we had a little money, we went and got some of the beers at the top. And I had never done that. Um, they have all these different brews that you can only get there. So I tried one that had been made for some prince's funeral. And it was a Guinness mixed with champagne because they wanted the alcohol to be black. Uh, so I just had to try it. And it was pretty good. Um, and you had like... Some West Indies porter, which was also delicious. Yeah, And then your mom had her first Guinness... And she absolutely loved it. Yeah. Really? I'm surprised <laughs> so on both Now she counts. drinks Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she left Ireland drinking Guinness and Jameson. Um, <laughs> Success. And then she Success. also <laughs> had like a lighter beer that she liked there. Yeah. Yeah. Bud Light, they call that. <laughs> yeah. It was the Bud Light of Guinness. In a, in a <laughs> um, and then I had us go to lunch at the oldest pub, which is Brazen Head. And it's become a little touristy, but honestly, it's really cool because it's the oldest pub in dublin and they have very good food a good pint we sat by a fireplace that's the same table i sat at with my uncle dan it's kind of fun <laughs> history wise awesome. uh we went to like trinity college in the library there and saw the book of kells which is um an illustrated version of the gospels 
It's beautiful. Oh, wow. I was actually really happy we could go in too because they still had like a lot of COVID precautions. And what should I be picturing with like the Book of Cal's under glass kind of thing? Uh, and Yes, it's under glass in a dark room and they turn the page like once a month um, so that you don't always see the same page. Oh my God. But it's it can be any part of the Gospels, so it could be kind of a boring page. It would be a really cool one. Um, but the monks and people that made it, like, illustrated all around it and made special letters. There's a what? whole museum where you can read about it and see more than that one page. What Gospel did you get? Like, what was going on in yours? It was in Latin, too, so I... Double I whammy. Double whammy. Some good stuff was happening. I take it though. It oh, didn't. always good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Some <laughs> some NT, NTG. Yeah, and then it leads to the library. There. Have you been to Dublin? Like, I, this is like the strangest thing about my study abroad. No, I don't know how. Oh, okay, I'm not even sure how and that's I will possible. Give you more info. No. I thought you knew about it. So the library <laughs> is a very old library with very old books. <laughs> um, Sounds but it's wonderful. Quite beautiful. <laughs> It's quite beautiful and really high. And Trinity College is like the top university in Dublin and it's or in the country. And um, it's kind of in the heart of the city, too. So that was cool. Did you feel like you like, was it still very familiar to you? Because how long has it had been since you'd been there? Yeah, since 2000. When we when we go to college, <laughs> like 2014. I mean, that's enough time that like Year old. stuff can turn over and like whatever. But, yeah, like, it still felt like you were back. It parts of it. So things yeah. that were similar, or like I knew where we were. Um, when I was studying there, like I didn't have an iPhone that worked, so mm. this was different. And then I could use a map. Where there, I was just like, or before, I kind of just like found our way. But I don't know how we did that. Um. <laughs> And so that was different. And then, like, knowing where to go, though, was helpful. I would say things that changed were when I studied there, it was the summer. Mm. And so now it was fall and all the students were there. So, like, oh, the pub scene better. was insane. Like, we actually, we were uncomfortably old. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't really go out that much. But, like, walking through the main area, I'm like, I don't remember it being like this. Because it had all the tourists when I was there. Mm. It was a madhouse. <laughs> it was it insane. Was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And then just to see all the students in the college, too, was cool. Like, that wasn't happening right. when I was there. Um, but for the, the most of it, otherwise, like, the history hasn't changed. So <laughs> Yeah. That's cool. Well, like, a, like, a, like, a unique experience to, like, go somewhere new for you, but, that, like, you can have someone that you obviously, like, know and trust show you around and stuff. Like, that's, like, a perfect combination. It was really Absolutely. fun. Yeah. You did a good job with the, the tour guide. <laughs> the only other, like, thing I wanted to comment on in Dublin. So Notre Dame's building there is the O'Connell House, which um, O'Connell is like a major figure in Irish history. I wish I knew it better, but as you just said, I studied it a long time ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is his house, and he was part of... Uh, he, was, he was part of the Irish independent movement in the 1800s. Yeah, I can't remember specifically, but he gave speeches out of the window there um, onto Marion Square, which is this like big green space. Um so it's a historical home that Notre Dame has purchased and like continued to use. And that's where the students study that are studying Notre Dame. And so we knocked on the door to see if they were, they would let us in and they did. Oh, wow. Um, so it was cool. We like met a current student um, and I showed them around the Did they seem that. really young? Yeah. Uh, one of them did. The other one seemed old enough. He like just graduated. He just graduated. Yeah. They did seem younger though. Um, unfortunately, my professor was in a meeting, so I couldn't introduce him to Dylan, but we had a great time there. I did get one of those Ireland 
sweatshirts. So I was super excited about that. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> so you bought some ND swag. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Just make a choice. No, I just want to make sure I follow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when in Rome. Um. <laughs> but overall, yeah, great, great city and great to show off to the, the family. That's Dublin. Uh, all right. So move on to number six. Uh, number six is something else I just did with my parents after Tan had left. Um, it's the, the Connemara and Kylemore Abbey. Um, Connemara is like a national park in Ireland. It's about an hour and a half northwest of Galway on the West Coast. Um, driving, just driving out to this park, it's just like rolling hills. And then basically like the closest thing to mountains without actually being mountains in the distance. Um, sheep and cows everywhere. Um, so you can imagine my two parents from Long Island pointing out every sheep and cow that we pass. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> I mean, I did the same when we were driving yes, to Scotland. Yeah, that's true. It's just like but, take them down to the Hamptons like, hey, look, it's a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but we uh, we actually, we th- it was a long day this day, but we, we kind of shoehorned in this hike in uh, Connemara. Um, it was just, just the, the scenery, the landscape is unlike anything I'd seen before. The hiking path was amazing. It was like perfectly maintained. There wasn't a piece of like litter anywhere. Um, it was really well mapped and you could see, you could see for miles, you could see the ocean from where we were. Um, and it basically was like these big mounds that emptied into this bowl looking valley and then emptied out into basically a bay that went out to the, um, the Atlantic ocean. Um, and we, we took like, it was about an hour hike, um, kind of just to start off our day. And it was just, it was just amazing. It's like one of those things where you're just kind of standing out, out in nature. You just kind of remember like the sense, the sounds and just the people you're with too. So it was really cool to kind of share that moment with my, my parents. And, uh, I mean, you've, you've met my parents, so they're Once always good. Twice. With you. So it's, yeah. So it's, it's, it was kind of nice for all of us to kind of take a minute and just kind of just be in, be in nature together. They were, um some uphills that we took a little bit of time to get through, yeah. but, uh, but we got there. So it was, it was just amazing. Another thing with Connemara is that it's inspired a lot of Irish literature and mm. poetry. So you get that sense when you're there of just like the blues, the greens, the grays of the sky, and just like the Irish countryside. Yeah. Absolutely. I always feel like it's cool when you get to experience a place and you get to see where the stereotype comes from or where the inspiration comes from. Like, I've never really explored the American Southwest. I've like flown over it, but I've never really been. But I know when I go, my brain will immediately go to like Westerns will be the point of reference. And it'll be cool to see in my own mind how I contextualize it against that. And I feel like what you're saying is a good example of that. We're like the image of Ireland, like what you're describing sounds like what I picture and I'm yes. sure that's not everything, but it's cool to to imagine you and your parents being there and like, oh, this is the thing I was picturing. And then like kind of ex- really experiencing it for yourself and building your own opinions. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. That's absolutely right. And that's and that's essentially what my parents were saying, too, while we were doing this. Um, they, they wanted to see the countryside yeah. and. Oh, we saw pretty much every inch of the countryside <laughs> driving around that island. <laughs> Have you seen these cows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're in it. <laughs> One or two sheep. <laughs> um, 
And then actually right right down the street from uh, right basically the, the main, it, it is essentially down the street from the main entrance to the uh, national park is Kyle Moore Abbey. Um, it's basically this abbey where these um, these these nuns, these Benedictine mun, uh, muns, nuns <laughs> live and work and pray. Um, there's a whole history of this family that had bought it over, um, sold it, it, changed hands a few times, but eventually these nuns from... I believe it was uh, the Netherlands or Brussels, um, one of the two, uh, went up to Ireland um, and were given this this uh, basically um, abbey. Absolutely beautiful grounds. Um, we toured the actual abbey itself. There's a, a Gothic style, small Gothic style church <clears throat> on one end of it. And then on the other side of the grounds, there's this walled garden as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it, it was just, uh, again, it was like right after we finished the hike, we kind of walked around these grounds as well, um, learned about the history a little bit too. It, it honestly, like some of the photos, it looks like, um, actually your your friend Barbara, Barbara messaged me and said, every time I go there, and she's been there a couple of times when she studied over there, it feels like the actual Abbey's like a cardboard cutout and you can just kind of like knock it over. Um, cause it looks just, it looks fake with just like how picturesque it all is. So, yeah. And it's like on a lake with like forest behind it. Yeah. It's very and, and then of course, uh, Notre Dame bought a building at this Abbey as well. Of course. Um, that houses some like global, um, studies institute or something like that. So like, as we walk past the actual Abbey, there's an attached building with the Notre Dame flag hanging off it. So uh, naturally you'll, you'll see that everywhere you go. <laughs> those are the two locations. Yeah. Those, yeah, those <laughs> are the two locations. <laughs> I feel like it's called Kyle Moore. Yeah. Kyle so that's Moore. where I was going yeah. with this is I think we should <laughs> rename something to be Kyle Moore. Like either your, your apartment or like maybe we rename our freshman dorm Kyle Moore. <laughs> I was saying, I was listening. I promise, like Kyle, I promise I was listening intently to every detail. But like, don't forget to mention Kyle more at the end. That really, that lodged itself up here. <laughs> the pumpkin patch at Kyle Moore Abbey. <laughs> the tagline: You could always use more Kyle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> at, at Kyle Moore. <laughs> Are you also going to make soaps like the nuns? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I like soap. I'm into I it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're having the same experience I'm having where I because the construction of names in Ireland and Scotland, I guess to a lesser degree, is so consistent, like just the, they sound so similar. I'm like, I think I know that place. <laughs> yeah. everything you're saying and then i'm like i have no idea what they're talking about because like it's like if you if i said oh i went to italy and i went to uh, do, 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 and you'd be like i heard about that place on that family <laughs> show and i'm like Connemara, uh-huh yep totally and i'm like i don't think i know what that is <laughs> uh, but you've seen it i'm sure yeah several yeah i saw it i saw it in that movie about time there you go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so they were in Cornwall, so probably not. Yeah, they were not in Ireland. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> this is the point. What yeah. I, I do, I'm doing that too. Like the way you're describing right. this. Did, did, did any of you guys see the Green Knight? No. Oh, I sure did. But that like entire movie is for sure filmed and set in England. Yeah. But I'm like that's, that's what that's I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like, like I'm picturing Cornwall, which is not in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say, having been now to both Ireland and 
like the Scottish Highlands, you can tell the difference a little bit. Um, yeah. How I would describe that, I'm not sure. Yeah. Different <laughs> green. <laughs> yeah, actually. It's more emerald green. <laughs> Ireland is more green. Scotland was more hilly. Yeah. Yeah, they were way sharper like mountains. I'd, I'd call them mountains in, in Scotland. So. Yeah, they're mountains. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's six. Um, so I'm, I'm actually going to do number five, uh, just by the way that this kind of broke out. Um, it'll make sense at the end. Um, so number five is Dingle. Dingle is, yeah. Yep. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of that one, Mike? <laughs> Once. That I actually have heard of. Okay. <laughs> um, Dingle is this like small peninsula. Sure um, on is. The west coast of Ireland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a family, uh, <laughs> <laughs> program it's like, a medium-sized <laughs> peninsula <laughs> oh my god so we landed in dublin coming back from scotland and immediately drove to dingle um oh my god. So <laughs> i'm logging off for two minutes <laughs> <laughs> <I'll be back. laughs> it's about it's about a four-hour drive uh out there so it's a long drive um but we were only <laughs> we were only there for one night uh, and we left super early the next morning for <laughs> Mike is dying right now. I'm tired. And you're talking you're about how old. you're talking about how long you were at Can't the dingle. dingle. I, I'm a little sleepy. I'm a little sleepy. And you're talking about how long you were at the dingle. I don't know what you're talking about. The dingle. Not the dingle. I'm only gonna reference it as the dingle. The dingle. The dingle. The dingle. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, no distractions, uh, no distractions, no, no distractions. So um, we were only there for about a half a day. Uh, but one big thing to do there is biking the peninsula. Uh, so we really hastily rented bikes when we got there uh, and we had about two hours to bike. And what I'm picturing this peninsula as this, this tiny peninsula that you can bike around in like 30 minutes. It's like a three hour loop. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's also extremely hilly. That's no joke. Like Dylan told me this cool, plan, cool, 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 cool. and I said, it's not going to work, but so, here we are. <laughs> bigger or smaller than on... Rottnest Island? <clears throat> it is bigger than Rottnest Island. Okay. Wow, oh, I'm impressed. Shit. Yeah, that, nice reference. Nice I remember. Reference. I, I pay attention. Rottnest Island. Rottnest Island. Anyway, so we biked. We were going to bike like an hour out, an hour back. We got about... 40 minutes out to the very top of a hill. We kind of looked out and saw that our view of the uh, Bay Area was not going to change in the next 15 minutes. Also, the sun is setting. <laughs> and we didn't want to bike back up this hill, so we cruised back home. <laughs> um, but that was a ton of fun. We got to see a big part of the uh, the coastline there, and it's just absolutely stunning. Um, we went to this really good seafood um basically seafood pub as well for dinner. So we, we called them on the way back and he said, yeah, we, uh, we've got a seat for you in 10 minutes if you can make it here. So we booked it back there. We walk in, we were the only ones in the restaurant. <laughs> I'm like dripping head to toe in sweat. Like what was the urgency? Oh, that's <laughs> just good business. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it was one of the best meals. I think that it at filled least up, for, yeah. for, uh, like personally, I think it was my, one of my favorite meals that we yeah, had. Yeah. And some of my favorite wine. The wine was had. really good too. Mm. Uh, and then after that, uh, we wanted to get grab a drink at, at a pub nearby. So we stopped at this place called O'Sullivan's Courthouse. Nice. 
and we heard that there might be live music. We weren't quite sure. So we walk in and there's this, this group of college students that all knew each other. And then the bartender who knew the college students, they were the only ones in the bar. You come barreling in here and like, it's like the record scratch moment where like everyone stops and looks at us. Yanks! You're like, you, like we heard there's music. You all open? Is there music? <laughs> Where's Blue Man Group? <laughs> uh, so we, we sat down, grabbed a drink and we just kind of waited. And then these two musicians came in and set up. And then all of a sudden the place was pretty crowded. Yeah. Uh, with with people in town. I mean, they were turning people away at the door. Yeah, it's like you could only be seated because of like occupancy. So yeah, but it for, was full seats for COVID reasons. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> then these two musicians play that are like apparently, which I believe I, we did some research afterwards, really well known around Ireland, but they're kind of based out of Dingle. Um, their names were Maureen and Jerry. Were they really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Marine um, spelled in Gaelic. M U I R R E A N N. Whoa. That's so funny. I now am. I'm. It's. I've actually. This is the second moment where I've realized that a Gaelic name that I didn't realize was anglicized the way it is is that because I've seen that name before. Somehow, it never crossed my mind that that was Maureen. Uh, because yeah. earlier when you were saying Daniel O'Connell and I Wikipedia'd him, Donald, which I did not know is Daniel. I, I didn't realize that. So I've learned a lot. <laughs> Actually, I didn't put that together either. Because isn't more? Uh, you guys have seen that movie or that show? Um, what the hell is it called now? Oh my God, this is not a good story. Trainwreck or something where the guy is uh, working. He's an American working in the UK and he ends up meeting this woman. They have a one night stand, have a baby. And it's like... <laughs> Qu- it's LeBron, Quinn, it? Quinn watched it. No, that's tra- that's Trainwreck. <laughs> I know I said Trainwreck, but that's the actual Trainwreck. Uh, I'm talking no, about... No, it's not Trainwreck. I'm talking about the fake Trainwreck. <laughs> Nowhere near Berlin. Uh, <laughs> But the the name the the woman is Irish and she ends up saying she's like committed to naming the kid Morin, and it's like a big long joke. At any rate, there's my two minute detour. I hope that added to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her last name. Um, a M H L A O I B H. So your your guess is as Pass. good as mine. Pass, yeah. <laughs> They were incredible, and she played um, a flute, oh, a wow. pipe, and anything else. I think that was it. No, and so we heard sang. some reels, and she sang, and he played guitar and sang, and like it was silent except for them. Wow, the yeah, it was the, really cool. The wow. college students were getting a little loud, and everyone sh- uh, shushed them. <laughs> <laughs> was, That's cool. It was pretty. Yeah, it was amazing. It was it was the best live music by far that we had heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, really short time in Dingle, but a very memorable time in uh, the Dingle. Understood. The, d- <laughs> so the dirty Dingle. Yeah. Dirty Dingle. So, number four is the famous Loch Ness um, in the town Inverness, which is near it. <laughs> Michael, have you been to Loch Ness? I have. Okay. <laughs> and it was one of, like, the seminal moments of my life. <laughs> to just i remember when i was there like probably most every day there it was foggy and cold and it was like it was it, i can't imagine how disappointed i would have been if it had been sparkling and sunny and <laughs> my lasting memories of that were eating a bunch of those nasty prepackaged sandwiches that you get everywhere up that way 
coffee, like the bad sort of like overly made coffee and just like standing on the bow of the ship looking out and just being fully at peace with the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. So the town in Verness um, is a really small like town in the area that relies a lot on tourism. Um, And there they have a river that goes through more castles, more churches. Um, but they have a river walk along it that's quite beautiful. So we walked that. Um, it goes through like trees. It's lit at night with cute little lights, twinkly lights. Um, and it was a nice, just kind of like a tour of the town, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, and we didn't do much else in, in the town besides eat. Um, and then we did a boat ride on Loch Ness. So you took a bus out with a guide and then you got on a boat, kind of like a ferry, really. Went across the entire um, lake or lock and heard about the history, took a million pictures, and then we got out at a castle. I should note the names of these castles, but I don't know them. Um, (laughs) It was beautiful ruins that we got out and looked at and you could see the lock. I spent most of my time goofing around, to be honest, like pretending to see Nessie. It was easy <laughs> yeah. to goof around. <laughs> like running around, taking pictures of objects in the water that could be Nessie. Um, <laughs> it wasn't until we listened to the Scottish podcast later about Loch Ness that I realized there was quite a bit of history <laughs> to the place. It's not related to it. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, even more about Nessie, like, where it mm. comes from and the history of that, um, that I probably should have, like, taken in. But uh, I got the beauty. It was beautiful. We, yeah, it was just similar weather where it was, like, yeah. overcast, raining kind of in the castle. Yeah. Oh, it rained. It was heavy rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, question. So, I'm I'm picturing your your day right when I went there, I took a tour through the Highlands from Edinburgh and it was like a whole day affair. And I know it sounds like you guys drove yourselves. We spent two. Yeah, we drove everywhere. Um, okay. So we drove through the Highlands ourselves, which is why mm-hmm. the Shadow Rav 4, because at this point we're in the little Mercedes going through the Highlands and it's basically the width of a single lane, but it's a two lane road. Yeah. With like little places where you can move over, and with the as I recall, they they were explaining that the moors that they because the ground is really soft and wet, it you know the the roads will kind of shift, and there's a lot of bumps in the roads. Tons of and- bumps. They're super windy. You're going through mountains. Um, it's also like raining the whole time, and you're driving down the other side of the car. Yeah. So our car Who did the driving. We alternated. The passenger mm-hmm. was like lower than the driver. So they felt even like more scared. So we had to alternate for just like averaging out the fear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We got pretty good. We did. But yeah, we, I think we spent two nights in Inverness because one day was the lake tour. And then the next day we were going to go on a hike, but it had rained like buckets. Mm -hmm. And so it was all mud. We would have, we, Dylan was reading a review right before we went and a person fell like to their hips into the mud. So we, Went and looked oh at it God. and then chose not to do that. And Dylan tried to make it up to me because we woke up with the crack of dawn to do this hike and promised we would go see a lighthouse. And so we go see a lighthouse. It's really a silo, um, which I grew up in Wisconsin. <laughs> I've seen a few. Sad, <laughs> sad, it was like a silo with a little light on it. And it was oh beautiful. I mean, I 
post it on Instagram, but like in its on. way. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> if, this, if just this lighthouse wasn't here, this would be beautiful. <laughs> it was fun oh to give God. Dylan grief for a couple hours. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's that was Loch Ness. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, just being on the boat and just kind of taking it all in and uh, just kind of knowing like all the the folklore that goes with it was just really really cool. Yeah, this the podcast about like. The origins of Nessie were very interesting. It goes back to like four. I've never listened to that. I've watched a lot of like documentaries like and stuff. First but. drawn by um, the people that lived out there in like 400. The Picks. Picks, yeah. Um, picks or didn't Springfield have- Picks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then it went away for a little bit and then came back and became super commercialized. But People would like dedicate their lives to finding this monster too. It's wild. Ted Danson did in a movie I watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone's still there, I guess, doing that. Which the whole thing with the lake is that it's super deep and super dark, so you can't see anything. And the thing is, you can't do sonar imaging of the entire lake all at once. So if you've got a really smart plesiosaur, <laughs> it could just be following behind your boat the whole time. Yeah. That's lived for like 2,000 years. and <laughs> The message boards are pretty certain that it's just a really – it's like smart bear. Smart. It's a smart dinosaur where it's like if you give it any warning that you're coming to that lake, it's just sitting two feet behind your radar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was some Christian folklore on it too. or I guess – I don't know if you can call it folklore. But like they were out there – um, converting people and someone fell in the lake and like someone believed in God and survived. Remember that part? Oh of the yeah, that's right. <laughs> they they like saw the beast and then like prayed and was mm. saved, <laughs> which then converted like a bunch of the pics. So if I saw a plesiosaur <laughs> or whatever we think it is, and somebody said I got the trick for you, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, you're converting. Converted. That's right. I am listening. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, also, uh, that lake is like seven to nine hundred feet deep. What? That's yeah. what I meant by very yeah. deep and very dark. That's it's deep super as deep. Yeah. <laughs> and you what? can't like yeah. if you're in the water, you can't see your hands. Apparently, yeah. kind of dark. It's very scary. It's shaped by like a glacier. Definitely Grindelows down there. Yeah, infrared down there. Like Jesus. it's kind of scary. 100%. Hence why every object I was like, that's that's messy. That is a monster. <laughs> As I recall from the Ted Danson film, there were also some (laughs) underwater caverns where, like, if you went under just such and such a spot, you could open into, like, an open chamber within a cavern where it was not filled with water. It was above the water level. So it was air. Perfect place. We went to a place like that. (laughs) We went to a cave like that in Croatia, but it was not this dark. No. So put that, yeah. take that, and add it to the mystique you are feeling. Is this you're telling me they couldn't possibly? I wouldn't dip there? a toe in that water. <laughs> Is this Ted Danson film a comedy? Uh, no. Also, <laughs> it's possible Ted Dan- <laughs> It's also possible this was not Ted Danson. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was. I remember watching on like the Sci-Fi Channel in 2003. This is the bad place. Some <laughs> something, yeah. <laughs> It's the same. It's the same producers as Trainwreck. Uh, <laughs> it's not that one. And yeah, not that one. And I, I, as I recall, there was a CGI uh, Loch Ness monster that probably cost four dollars <laughs> for them to make. It's like a Mandela effect thing, where it was like 
some nobody and Mike's yes. like Ted Danson. <laughs> Most certainly, it's strong dad's so dragon with the muscle arm. Trogdor. Trogdor. Yeah, that's right. Guys, I'm really following up with this. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Oh, guys, Loch Ness second second uh, result on IMDb. Ted Danson and Jolie Richardson. It has a five point five. Not bad. Uh, it, Ian Holm was in it, so Bilbo Baggins. Okay. Uh, who else? It's got some cachet. Next movie. It's getting can. a little uh, getting a little light after that. <laughs> directed by the great John Henderson, who also directed The Adventures of Gray Friars Bobby. Oh wait, uh, Gray Friars Bobby is that's the the Harry Potter graveyard. Yeah. Oh, oh, Gray Friars and the, like the church there. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> also, da- daughter of Vanessa Redgrave. Well, okay, all right. Come on, this was legit. <laughs> we believe you. I still think it's a Thank comedy. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right. So. so that's number four. All right. So instead of uh, honorable mentions, we're going to do our golf list. A list within a list. Beautiful. <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> so Thank you. I'm going to, we rated our top five. We played, I, I played eight courses over there. Tatum played six. So I'm going to just quickly run through the three others. Um, I played Enniscroon and Donegal with my dad out in Ireland. It's on the west coast uh, of Ireland. Uh, we had a four caddy for both of those rounds. It was Mama Scarps. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of fun just playing those courses with my dad and, and, and my mom being out there too. And Eskrum was stunning. Like some of the tallest dunes I'd ever seen. It was a it was a tough kind of introduction to Lynx Golf for my dad, but we uh, yeah. we still had an absolute blast. We uh, we were chasing the the sun on this one uh, pretty hard. It was overcast for most of the day, so on sixteen we lost our our approach shots because it was way too dark. Seventeen couldn't see our tee shot on a part three, but eighteen. Oh my, and this was not because of the time of day. This was just the no. Weather it, and... it, it was getting dark, like sunset at okay. seven. But with, <laughs> okay. if there was not a cloud in the sky, we could probably sneak it in. But on eighteen, we hit our drives. Didn't see it. Just walked out. Found the balls. <laughs> We played all of 18 in the complete dark um, and both finished with bogey. So we were pretty excited about all that. Right. Wow, good for you. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Uh, I can't hit bogey when I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Donegal. Who can, though, is Cameron. Yes. That kid can golf. He can, he can <laughs> eagle almost every hole in a par three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Donegal was kind of a was kind of a smaller Enniscrone. Um, not as dramatic, but still a lot of fun. It's a beautiful course. Um, and then the the last of the honorable honorable mentions is the castle course at St Andrews. So St Andrews has like six or seven golf courses there. The castle course is the only one that's not on the grounds with like the old course and the new course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit south of it, but since of where it where it sits, it's up on these cliffs that overlook all of St Andrews. So we're playing the course in like on half of the holes. You could see all of St. Andrews, the cathedral, the castle, the course in the distance. It was probably the clearest day that we had our entire day there. So you could see four miles. Um, And the course was absolutely beautiful. It reminded us a lot. We played Whistling Straits last year. It reminded us a lot of kind of like that layout and like on the cliffside and, and things like that. So um, we had a really good caddy there too. So Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun. 
You were rapidly assembling quite a quite a list. That's pretty cool. This That's, trip helped. <laughs> St. Andrews and Whistling Straits is like a pretty good a pretty good one two punch. More to uh, come. Yeah, more, more to come. That's right. So yeah, that was those were the honorables. Um, so I'll kick it off with five, and uh, Tim will get four. So uh, number five uh, was Macrahanish. Um, it's this uh, this course on the west coast of Scotland. Uh, we played it coming back from uh, Isla, which we'll we'll talk about in a minute or so here. Um, it was probably the the least frills course out of everyone that we played. They basically had this small like starters hut that he went in, paid for the round, and then just teed off. Uh, there was no like course map or anything like that. It was just like here's the scorecard. Go figure it out. Okay. Um, the There's first, a flag in the hole. Yeah, it that's was, right. Yeah. The, the, the first tee shot on one was really cool because you had to play it over basically the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it was a hard dog leg left, so it was just really cool. Um, it's my kind of hole. Yeah. It is your hole. Really cool scenery. Um, you, you also have to watch the beachgoers, too, because you're playing it over a beach, too. So just watch oh. the people sunbathing. It's not my kind of <laughs> hole. <laughs> um, and it kind of was slow kind of getting going. The first two holes were just kind of standard but then all of a sudden we like entered the dunes and it was just like it, it kicked the crap out of us that course yeah. um some of the deepest dunes i'd ever seen like i I'd lost one ball went to go find it and i sunk up to my waist <gasps> oh yeah that's uh and that's whoa. where you're heading to yeah oh geez <laughs> so um but it was it was a ton of fun it was a true link style course designed by old tom morris um and it, it just kind of like just took the contours that were already there um and it's it, you could definitely score there. We didn't play particularly well. I think well, we didn't have a course guide or a caddy, and these courses require you to know like what's happening. And it poured for <laughs> yeah. about five holes too, so morale was at an all time oh, yeah. low. And we had an eat lunch. We made some mistakes. Oh, we were, we were oh, too, so I'm going to chalk it up to those reasons. <laughs> Did they have hot dogs? The turn? There was no there's nothing food. in the turn. There's nothing. What the? All right. Yeah, <laughs> no dog in the turn. Um, but I, it was absolutely absolutely stunning ton of fun so that was a good time there's a female pro too which is cool yeah oh that's really cool yeah that's got to be pretty rare i would think it's the only one that we saw yeah so so was five that's five um number four is bally bunyan so this is in ireland um on the west coast this was definitely the fanciest clubhouse of any of them which is why it's a little lower, actually. It was too fancy. <laughs> um, but we think, both of us think that it had, like, the best finishing holes. Just absolutely stunning. The last three holes were along the cliffside. Um, and then, like, dunes creating the holes and then turning into the clubhouse. Um, there was a graveyard on the right on the first tee <laughs> that was very much in play. But out a lot of, of graveyard highlights from this trip. Yes. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I guess when in Scotland and Ireland, you're going to find them. But yeah, you like had to avoid it. You had to hit it a little left. Um, the best part about that course was I was making a ton of putts. But Your, sh- your short game was on. <laughs> um, we had a caddy, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, he seemed to favor me over Dylan, which led to Dylan ranking this a little lower, I think. Um, but... He apparently caddied for Bill Clinton, too, which yeah. is kind of funny. Oh my god. Yeah. If that caddy could talk. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't uh, give as many stories. No, but. he didn't. But it was an overall like beautiful course and really part of the land and part of Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. The true Irish links. It's really tight too. So there are a couple holes that crisscross the bunch. Yeah, so. that made it hard. Um but yeah, that was Bally Bunyan. 
Uh, number three is La Hinch was also on the East Coast. Uh, I'm sorry, the West Coast of Ireland. Um, kind of similar to Valley Bunyan. It was just another Irish link style course. Um, we just, we, we had an absolute, this was the last uh, course that Tatum and I played together. We had an absolute blast from the start on this, on this course. We had two caddies, one, one younger guy who was actually younger than us. And then Tatum's caddy was, I think, 78 years old. Yeah. They oh always gave God. me like the oldest caddies, <laughs> but he was really old. And we played, <laughs> we played with this couple from, uh, I think they're from Boston. Yeah. This couple yep. from Boston um who were very slow golfers uh but we still had a good time anyway um i was i was a little nervous that the the that um the caddy was going to steal you from me he absolutely loved you <laughs> i was once again making i was yes. making tons of putts and he was giving me the reads like 15 footers five in a row and so he kept like just whacking me on the back to like celebrate like oh to the point God. i was jumping um <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was funny. He told me a lot of great stories. He had been married to his wife for like 60 years and raised a million kids. He's <laughs> giving me all his marriage advice. <laughs> um, it was also the only time it really rained um, the whole know. time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun course. It was a little narrower than Valley Bunyan, so a little tougher tougher holes here and there. But uh, we both played pretty well, so um, really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, okay, number two is Castle Stewart. This is in Scotland. It's kind of felt like in the middle of nowhere. I could not tell you where it was on the map. Um, <laughs> yeah, close to Inverness. Okay. <laughs> the things that were just like incredible about it, it was built into the coastline once again, like not man-made really. Um, we went off at the earliest tea time, so like eight in the morning. Um, so we were completely alone on the course and we went really fast. It's just the two of us. So felt like we were the only people there in the world. Um, there's a really old castle on it. That's why it's called Castle Stewart. Um, it was beautiful. And once again, two great caddies. And the best of that place was the end. So the lodge was like really homey, leather chairs, like plaid carpet, um, we had like really hearty stew and Guinness for lunch. Oh uh, yeah! And it was overlooking, <laughs> like it was all windows overlooking some of the holes, and then the water it was absolutely beautiful. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's where the men's room place is, right? Oh yeah. So in in the men's clubhouse, if you go to the bathroom and you're uh, standing at the urinal, they've got a window at eye level that looks out onto like some of the golf holes and the uh, the water in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> all right That's Dylan like awesome. sprinted up and looked at that <laughs> <laughs> peed all over the floor <laughs> yeah very distracted it might have been a trough so and then our last our number one was North Berwick so we spoke of North Berwick earlier it was the first place we went in Scotland um, this is the first course we played it was super traditional Scottish Scottish Lynx golf um, we played with an American who's living in London, he literally had to hit the ball off the beach, like where people were it's oh my in play. God. Um, which what was really cool about this course is it's part of the town. So people are walking their dogs, like on the walking paths or through the holes, and then they're like playing on the beach. Like you just kind of feel like you're in the town. This happened yeah. in a lot of courses where like people would just stop and watch you hit, heckle you. Um, <laughs> but this one was truly like at the center of the town. Um, and I think we were just so excited to be there. It was the first day. It's really sticking out in both our minds. Yeah. 
there was a stone fence going through the course that you'd have to hit over on a couple holes. Dylan got close to it. Um, yeah, that's not nerve wracking or anything. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I like, Barely. skipped over it. Um, but yeah, those are the golf courses. Honestly, once in a lifetime. So happy we could go there. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's bring this home then. Yeah. Top three here. Um, so number three uh, were uh, Galway, uh, the Cliffs of Moher, and the Aran Islands. These were all kind of all together in the same area. So Tatum and I stopped by Galway um, on our second night in Dublin. Grabbed a really good dinner there too. But we didn't have a ton of time to. to in, in Galway. In yeah. Galway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that morning before we played La Hinch, we stopped by the Cliffs of Moher. And we basically saw the Cliffs of Moher in an IMAX theater. It was so cloudy. You could not see, you couldn't see the cliffs. <laughs> you couldn't see the water. It was literally just gray, rain, and wind the entire time we were uh. there. We were there for like 20 minutes. And so I have been there and Dylan had it at this point. So I'm kind of feeling like scared because I know we're at the top of a cliff and like an ocean. Good point. And That's Dylan, a good thing to remember. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's not like you can fall. Yeah. There are walls. Yeah. I'm just like, this is really eerie. You literally can't see the giant cliff that we're standing on top of. And Dylan's just like, so where are the cliffs? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like a white screen fell. <laughs> you didn't miss anything, apparently. My dad went to Ireland with my sister a couple years ago. He got back and he was so excited about the cliffs. And I asked him about it. He was like, eh, you know. They were pretty good. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> he was, he's like, they look different in uh, Leap Year. He, he loves Leap Year. So don't worry about it. I mean, he went back. Oh, wait. Tom. Yeah. I oh, think they're incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I went back with my parents. We, we spent a couple of days in Galway. Uh, and we took a boat out to the Aran Islands, um, which are these three small islands off the coast. Um, we went to the smallest one. We had about two hours there. We rented bikes, biked around. There were these stone walls everywhere. Um, we kind of biked pretty much the entire island and we could, you could see the cliffs of more in the distance from that island too which was really cool um took some photos from there um and then we got back on the boat and they took us down across the cliffs as well from the sea absolutely stunning like absolutely beautiful they're they're huge they're super long um the cave scene in harry potter um was filmed at one of the caves in this cliff oh i never knew that so that's there's a horcrux yeah (laughs) so plenty of photos from uh from that cave specifically did tatum invite you to go down just like check it out or luckily tatum was not uh there so i was not uh, tempted to do that (laughs) okay good then we walked around on top of the cliffs as well um which was really cool it was basically a whole day uh basically a day trip from galway to do the island and the cliffs and they they kind of took us bust us back in a scenic route so my parents really enjoyed that too it was one of their favorite days as well that's awesome yeah that was uh that was number three all right so number two is saint andrews so we're back in scotland now um the whole town is really cute it's very golf friendly they love golf um some of the things that really stood out to us were we went and saw the old course so the 18th hole is a famous bridge that we were looking at um, but there was a tournament going on, so we couldn't like play it or walk around. But we did FaceTime Jameson on that hole, and he was working at home, and I think it broke his heart. But it was nice. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, we FaceTimed my dad, too, and showed it to him. That was, it was fun. Um, but we ate dinner on the water, like in this restaurant that was kind of like jutting over the water and all windows and had like amazing seafood. 
Um, we went to this bar called Dunvegan, which is like a golf pub, and it was packed. All the people that just came from the event. Pretty good. It's like the ultimate 19th hole. It was like golf. Yeah. Photos everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, like Florida ceiling. Um, the beautiful church and castle there too, and graveyard, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a theme. People got to go somewhere. Don't yeah. It's true. <laughs> Those three Long spots. Um, a lot of dead folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. A, it, there was. Um, and our best fish and chips, this place called Tail End, that our um, caddy told us to go to. Tail end? Yes. Tail end, like the tail end of a fish. Mm. fish. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It was it was the best fish and chips. Did ever they had. do the peas? Uh I did they do the the uh what are they called? Like the messy peas or whatever they call them? They didn't hear. Um we just got like the simple order of like the fish and chips, but I don't know what else cow. they had. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then number one, uh, probably we both agreed our favorite day was on the uh, island of Isla, um, which is basically Scotland's whiskey island. There are nine Scottish whiskey distilleries um, on this island. Whoa. So right after Inverness, we drove down to the ferry. It's about a two hour ferry from the mainland uh, to get over there. Um, it was it was beautiful. Like the sun was setting. Um, we were kind of just watching the coastline and, and just coming around and docking at the, uh, at that Island. We tried scotch on the ferry. Oh yeah, that's right. We, we tried some scotch on the ferry. My first scotch, Ardbeg. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's a scotch, scotch gal. I haven't done like a lot of scotch in my day, but that was one that I think I realized I had not given it a real chance cause I'd never had good scotch. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you tell me, oh, you hate bourbon because you didn't like that, like, not even Jim Beam, like, <laughs> Johnny Blam Beam that, like, you drank, like, that one time in high school. It's like, well, that's not really fair. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, I mean, that Arbeg was delicious. It's, it's all the peated scotches, too, so you really mm. smell the, the peat. Um, Do you guys like it more intense or a little more, a le- little less peaty, a little easier to drink? I think we like the peatier whiskeys. Wow. Yeah, I found myself liking the peaty whiskey, but I do like Irish whiskey and bourbon too. I think you like bourbon more than I do, but the peat is, I think the setting, which we'll talk about, but the setting really, like the peat and the setting came together and made this like beautiful drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll be sipping scotch like out to eat with you guys, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we, we docked that night. It was pitch dark when we had to drive about 40 minutes to our bed and breakfast and Notre Dame was playing Cincinnati. So I'm like white knuckling it on the way on this one lane road with cars behind me and cars coming at me while Tatum is giving oh, me God. the play by play. We didn't have, oh, no, we couldn't watch it. I'm like reading the game <laughs> cast. <laughs> Which, Wait, like the thing where like the ball's yeah. like here and then it's like, oh, oh my God, I've done ESPN that before. Game yep. Cast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that wasn't great. Uh, but our, Bed and breakfast was fantastic. It was the Trout Fly House um, on the out in uh, Port Ellen um, on the south end of the island. Um, the breakfast was fantastic. Um, we met a couple of the uh, the other residents in the in the bed and breakfast at breakfast that morning, and then continued to see them throughout the day at all the <laughs> tastings and just kind of randomly throughout the island. Um, so where we were along the south end, there's this walking and bike path that goes across the south end of the island that hits three distilleries. Lafroig, Lagavulin, and Ardbeg. Um, unfortunately, Ardbeg was closed on uh, Sundays, but um, 
super early. We drove out there just kind of see what the grounds were like. So we kind of walked around for about 30 minutes, took some photos. It was stunning. Absolutely beautiful. These like white buildings with these black roofs and the the big letters painted on the side. Uh, so the I, I'm picturing Ron Swanson. That's yeah, what I that's see what picturing. That's what this is. But it's – and then in Ron Swanson, I think they missed that it's like the water is right up to the edge of the building. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's as beautiful as that- it looked in – Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, that that's we went to the one that he went to, the Lagavulin one, yeah. that, right? Um, but before that, we went to Lafroig, um, which is right down the street. We did this uh, warehouse tasting, basically, on this like one of the original warehouses right on the water. So like we're, you're smelling the salt there is a beautiful day. Um, you've got this guy giving you a little bit of history about the whiskey. We tried three different types of their scotch, um, aged in a bourbon barrel a manzanilla barrel and a Montiato barrel. Oh, oh. you're the cask, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Cask of, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I did make a reference about, um, not getting buried alive. And how could you not, you'd have to be a, a Philistine not to have made that <laughs> reference. <laughs> um, and the guy goes, surprisingly, not many people make that reference. I was like, I don't believe you. Really? <laughs> that is oh, genuinely surprising. <laughs> Um, never heard that. I hang yeah. out with the wrong people. <laughs> oh, that, I, that's what meant. Meant. <laughs> I think that's what he meant. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but we were in this tasting with this couple from DC. Um, this older couple. They, they were pretty funny. They were very intense. They worked for the government uh, in some important positions. And they were very intense about their tasting and very funny. They, they'd visit. Jameson and Stephanie in 20 years. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they'd visited all nine distilleries on that island over the course of like a four day period. Damn. Oh my God. I um, thought you were going to say in one day. Oh no, well. that's actually no, impossible. I think they you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was a really cool now setting. Now they're dead. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a really cool setting to, to have that whiskey and like just kind of experience it in the land that it was distilled to. Um, so that was just, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Something I'll, I'll never forget. Um, then we went to Lagavulin in the afternoon and we did, um, another tasting of five of their different types of um, whiskey made for different festivals on the island, aged in different casks. That same couple from DC was at that tasting as well. (laughs) And then two of the guys that we had met at breakfast at our staying at our our B&B. So just us six were in this tasting. So we all kind of met each other beforehand. Um, And then afterwards we kind of went around to take the photos like at like the cove in front of Lagavulin those two guys joined us and then they, they gave us like little drams to take home. So one of them opened theirs and we all sipped uh, Lagavulin on the walk back to our B&B on Isla while the sun was setting, like in this beautiful day, in this beautiful setting. Like it was literally like you, that's Amazing. what you go to Scotland for. <laughs> yeah. It was just awesome. So um, I think all of that kind of mixed together really made it our our favorite day there. Mm-hmm. So and we so, got a new yeah. s- Scotch fan. So yeah, and I think even beyond the Scotch, like it's an island of three thousand. It was like everyone was so happy to see you. It felt so small. Like there's one place to go for dinner in our town. Um, yeah, and it just felt like the end of the earth. Yes, and we were drinking like the thing that they were so proud to to show off, and it was incredible. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Wow. 
so yeah, so that's that's our sabbatical. There'll be no re-ranking. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. have finished that more perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I also, it's, it really sounds like you just squeezed every bit oh that my you could God. out of those four weeks. Like I can't believe you did all that in a month. Like yes. that's nuts. Yeah, uh, and you had another month of like traveling in the states, but or another week. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you did weeks. three weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, there was no rest for for the weary. We were talking about that. We're like, this was a very um, a very us time. Yeah, like (laughs) we drove at least four hours a day. Um, We did a lot of activities. You learned a lot. (laughs) Yes, we learned a lot. Yeah. But you're doing it right. Like you're, this is yeah. when like you're able and willing to like fit exactly. all that stuff in. So you should do it. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's what we were right, talking right. about. Like this is the right age and time to do it. It wasn't a trip for kids. You had to be like yeah. able well, to run around. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. That's a, that had the sound of an announcement. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, just, Sorry. No. I, just, I don't like know. A chi- I don't cool think a child would have a cool forum to do it on. That's all. <laughs> just talking about how much whiskey we were having, Mike. So. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> and serious golf. Yeah. So So, yeah. So thanks, Arco. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan, for going to work. But thanks you guys for doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. It was yeah. It was just super special trip. So thanks for having us on. This is great. Honestly, like Ah. it's a good way to get like the whole thing at once. And I like we did the first time we did this. I think was with Mikey Mike, and I was like, shit. Like we should do this more often. And this is a perfect one to do it for. <laughs> What's well, a good framework to remember? Like, if we asked, like, I, I'm sure if I asked you, like, how, what did you do? How'd you do? First of all, you're not going to remember everything. Second yeah. of all, I, at least for me, at some point, I'm like, they're tired of hearing about this. Mm-hmm. But this is a good yeah. forum mm-hmm. where, first of all, you're going to remember everything because it's structured. And second, <laughs> I think it's a good reminder. We do want to hear everything. Like, yeah. I wanted every single detail you provided <laughs> and I'm glad that this was an opportunity because I wanted to, I, like, I don't know. I'm not there, but I want to be there it's spiritually. I want to have experienced what you were having fun with. I'm glad I got to hear it all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This, this, uh, I completely agree. It was, it was, it was nice kind of going back through and making this list. I mean, I think we put this list together in 10 minutes. Like yeah. we're still super excited about it. So, so yeah, thank you. Great. I think we just call it. I like I don't think we need to Yeah, it was a that was a perfect note to end it on. Yeah. Works so, for me. That was perfect. Alright. Um just going to thank yous then I guess, Mike. Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Well thank you too for both for uh sharing your experience with us. That was great, obviously. Uh thank you, Michael. Now I will thank Kevin McLeod for yep. giving us our theme music, which is great. You may be hearing even at this very moment. Probably are, depending but on just how long faintly. We talk. We'll fade in. <laughs> uh, I also thank my sister, of course. You're, we're gonna have to send her some some of your pictures for like a cool Instagram post. That will oh, not yeah. be a problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no. Aaron doesn't do our Instagram. Never mind. Aaron. She does. wants to style it up. <laughs> uh, that's your section. I'll thank Aaron for doing our artwork, which is fantastic. And if you want to. Here's the Instagram part. If you want to see more of Aaron's stuff, Sant Design at Instagram is where to do that. Maybe she could make, maybe Aaron could make like a campaign button with their faces on the cliffs or something. I'm confident she could do that. <laughs> I bet she could. Uh, and I'd like to thank our social media director, my wife, Caroline Labranti Giuliano or something. I don't know. I, I can't keep up with her. But uh, I'd like to thank her for her wonderful work on our social meds. 
Uh, we will definitely be taking some photos from you guys to promote this episode on our Instagram, especially, which you can find at top10km. If for some reason you think Dylan and Tatum mispronounced something, uh, which they probably did at one point, if you've got some specific complaints and you'd like to spell out phonetically how they ought to have said it, please send us an email, uh, top10km at gmail.com. The 10 is spelled out there, T-E-N, as it is on our Instagram. And finally, while I'm sure you're listening to this on some sort of listening app, if you're looking for another, you want to diversify our listening uh, streams, platforms, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, the Apple Podcast app, some other places, probably anywhere else. So do that or stick with the one that works for you. I'd probably just do that because we all just find one and then never change. Probably don't try to find a new one because you probably won't like it. We're still negotiating with Spotify. So for the time being, you can yes. find us anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We're we're actually, what we're trying to do is find like a nice niche between sports content that's like very national uh, and has no like actual regional specifics <laughs> and like weird self-help that actually is self-destructive. <laughs> I think that's the, that's what we're probably going to go for is like, we tell you how to help yourself in ways that are going to make your life more miserable. Wow. Then Spotify will buy us. Yeah. All things to aspire to. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. that's it. I don't that's know. It. That's it. I guess that's it. <laughs> Luckily, nobody Podcast listens is to over. the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say anything we want. Finite <laughs> pod cantata. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good work, bud. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, fall asleep. <laughs> good night, Mike. Later, later you <laughs> 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Peace.